It's unnecessary roughness. A devotion to destiny. Misfits to champions. The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. Stanley Cup Championship in Golden Knights history comes in their sixth season. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. That right there, that highlight, that final call as the Vegas Golden Knights hoisted the championship, the Stanley Cup. Lord Stanley's Cups resides in Vegas. That's awesome. But hearing that, and we've been talking about takeaways, what can the Raiders take away from what the Aces were able to do and what the Golden Knights were able to do? I just realized it. That that uh that empty netter made the score eight to three. The Golden Knights tacked on another goal, made it nine to three. If the Raiders take anything away from what the Golden Knights did, finish them when you have a chance. Right? When you're up, beat that ass. <laughs> I mean, let's just keep it real. Let's keep it a buck. When you have a chance to step on their neck, do it. How about that? The Golden Knights could have sat back and said, well, we're going to stop shooting at the goal or we're going to, you know, just try to run the clock out. And they're like, no, we ain't. We're going to keep firing, keep shooting, keep firing, keep shooting. If the Raiders take anything away from the Golden Knights, take that part. Let it be less stressful when it comes to the end of games. So uh, you can keep that feedback coming at 69187, keyword r Join us now on the phone lines as we shift our attention to the U.S. Open and the game of golf is Cam Rogers from Believe Podcast Network. Does a fantastic job, uh, covers golf like a glove. And, Cam, thanks so much for your time. I definitely appreciate you. And before we get into the U.S. Open that gets going tomorrow, you got to break it down and explain to me this whole PGA and live, the golf, uh, these two worlds colliding and coming together. Where do we stand right now? Because it feels like it's a little bit different than where we stood about a week ago. You're absolutely right, Q, and good to be with you, sir. Listen, I'm a lawyer on the side at this juncture, being a golf pundit, because I kind of have to be dealing with all of the lingo out there that's going on. Here is the biggest macro way to sort of give you guys perspective. The PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia have created a new commercial entity to unify golf, right? So let's put aside the fact that Jay Monahan was an absolute hypocrite for actually doing this. And, you know, I railed on that on my show last week. Let's look to the future here, and here's the reality of the situation. Congress is now getting involved. They're creating committees at this juncture to sort of look into this because we could be in an antitrust law sort of territory when you have three golf tours all coming together, where's the competition, right? So Mm -hmm. senators right now are being very vocal about it. The rhetoric is pretty harsh. And so I'm now pessimistic, Q, about this deal actually going through Mm. because they're drawing comparisons, the senators are right now, of when American Airlines and JetBlue wanted to merge. They did not allow that to happen. So I think Congress may actually step in here, stop this deal from happening, and then we're kind of back to where we started which is probably not good news for the PGA Tour because they're losing money right now. Well, and that can't be good news for Jay Monahan either, who's not going to be at the U.S. Open because of an air quote medical situation. What's going on with him, and how does he, how does he like, I don't know, repair the, the feelings that were hurt in this whole situation? Yeah, first and foremost, obviously we want Jay Monahan to fully recover from whatever he is dealing with right now, so that is priority number one. Priority number two now is, 
for Jay Monahan, listen, he's going to have to answer a lot of questions about the decision-making that went into this. You know, he needs to be public-facing at some point, maybe next week at the Travelers' Championship. But it's fair to say that the court of public opinion has sort of already spoken about Jay Monahan. I mean, when you invoke 9-11 to cement your stance for yeah. staying on the PGA Tour and then a year later doing the exact opposite of what you told those tour players to do, kind of hard to battle back from that. Yeah, you're rich now, but you're not exactly well-liked. So he's got a lot of work to do as far as answering questions is concerned. And there's a lot of details and negotiations still to be figured out. But for Jay Monahan, he's got a lot of work ahead of him. Yeah, he really does. Again, Cam Rogers is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. You can check out his podcast, Lock It In, with Cam Rogers on the Believe Podcast Network. And sticking with the PGA and, and the Live Tour, and you mentioned that the PGA is losing a lot of money and this could be bad for them. How do they recover? If this ultimately doesn't happen, how do you think that they recover so they don't lose money and they actually get back to where they're trying to be, which is a, a very profitable organization? Fantastic question, and I don't have a great answer. I'll be honest with you. I think the PGA Tour could be facing a slow death if Ooh. this deal does not go through. And I say that because, listen, you're going to have to resume ongoing litigation with Liv that you just were going through with antitrust lawsuits and what have you. And we know that the Saudis have unlimited money. They have over $600 billion in assets that they can pump into golf. The PGA Tour just can't match that. So it becomes this bidding war, and eventually the tour won't be able to pay their legal fees. And so you have that, plus the new elevated events. Apparently, the PGA Tour has been overspending in that regard. Maybe you see more golfers leave for live. Put that all together, and you've got a dire financial situation for the PGA Tour. It sucks that I'm saying this right now, but it could just fade away, and then the Saudis rule all of golf, and... That would be unfortunate, in my opinion, but that could be the reality. Yeah, that would definitely be unfortunate. Again, Cam Rogers is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. So on to the U.S. Open, which gets underway tomorrow. What's a storyline or two that you're looking forward to monitoring over the course of the tournament? Well, I think storyline number one, obviously, outside of what we just talked about, is the golf course. Los yeah. Angeles Country Club It's very much an unknown entity at this juncture, aside from you know, the three days of practice rounds here this week, we haven't seen it in a major championship capacity or a PGA Tour capacity, but it's a really difficult track, as you would expect, at a U.S. Open. Par 70, 7,400 yards, serious elevation changes, dog legs, undulations. These guys have to get their studying in before tomorrow because there is a lot to learn, a lot of blind tee shots. You've got to trust your driver this week. We've got five par threes, one of them over 290 yards. Mm. So you better bring your long iron game here this week or just be absolutely magical with your wedges. Otherwise, this course is going to eat you up. So that's a key storyline for me, guys. And then the other thing is Phil Mickelson, of course, going for the career grand slam. Right. This could be his best shot coming off a tie for second place finish at the Masters. This course, I think, fits the style of play that Phil goes for, you know, the artistry, the shot making, the shot shaping, using your wedges, saving yourself around the greens. That could be a Phil formula here this week. So a couple of storylines right there. Yeah, there's no doubt. And let's go back to the L.A. Country Club right, uh, real quick. How come it's been so long since they hosted the U.S. Open? This is a super, super exclusive club, Q. I'm talking about you can't even wear shorts on the golf course. I don't care if it's 95 degrees. Cell phones aren't allowed. 
I think Hugh Hefner, by the way, the Playboy Mansion is right off the 14th tee. Hugh Hefner has been trying to be a member at this golf course, and he hasn't gotten in. I think the elite of the elite actors haven't gotten in. So for so long, this course, this management team, if you will, has been so closed off. But now they're starting to open it up, and obviously so with the U.S. Open being at this golf course this week. So they want to show it off. They want to be more progressive which I think is a good thing, of course, and uh, maybe the members can wear shorts eventually. I just want to know, how in the hell does Hugh Hefter not get into the club? Like, I mean, right? that's the, he, he, he owns the club that everyone else wants to get into. Why can't he get into someone else's club? That's right, and he's right off the 14th tee. That's where the Playboy Mansion is. Like, it can't be that hard, right? But here we are. Wow, that's pretty incredible. Again, Cam Rogers is with us. We're talking all things U.S. Open. And so are there a couple guys, you mentioned Phil Mickelson, of course, talking about the career Grand Slam, but are there a couple uh, guys that maybe you're looking at you think, hey, these are favorites to, to win this whole thing? Yeah, I really like Xander Shockley. I think he's a lock for a top ten here this week. He's the number one player in strokes gained the total at the U.S. Open over the last half decade. He's got five top tens in six starts at the U.S. Open. He's somebody I'm watching out for. Rory McIlroy, obviously a U.S. Open champion in his own right. It's been a while since he's won a major championship, of course, but he's got four straight top nine finishes at the U.S. Open, playing well on the PGA Tour, too. And then Brooks Kepka just mm. won the PGA Championship at Oak Hill. He's built for majors. He was tied for second at the Masters. This guy does not get complacent. He stays hungry. He's going for 10 majors at least. So he'll be a factor this weekend, I think. How will that relationship be between Rory and Brooks Kepka? Aren't they uh, aren't they supposed to be uh, um, um, golfing together, basically? They will be paired together, there and I go. would imagine it's going to be pretty prickly, you, <laughs> um, considering that Rory is the torch holder of the PGA Tour, yep. and Brooks basically is the face of Liv outside of Phil Mickelson. And, oh, by the way, a major champion here in 2023. By the way, still technically indefinitely suspended by the PGA Tour is Brooks Kepka. So the storylines write themselves, but I feel like they're just not going to talk to each other very much on Thursday and Friday, and we really won't get much fun content out of it. Right. Yeah, that that's going to be interesting. That'll be an interesting storyline to follow for sure during the U.S. Open. Again, Cam Rogers is our guest from the Believe Podcast Network talking all things golf and the U.S. Open. I did want to ask you about Sahith Sigala and a mutual friend of ours, Lee Sterling. He actually said that he feels pretty confident that he'll finish in the top 20. And actually, there's a play out there, plus 260 to finish in the top 20. Uh, he's, a, he's a Southern California guy. He's played uh, courses near there and in that course multiple times. What do you think about Sagala and his chances to finish in the top 20? Yeah, that's a great number. Shout out to Lee on that one. Listen, Sahithi Gala placed uh, ninth at the Masters, right? And that was only his third major championship start. T40 at the PGA Championship. The thing with Sahith is he's pretty volatile with his results on the PGA Tour. He either can be tied for second or miss the cut by a mile. But that's <laughs> the talent level that he has, right? He can find those really good finishes. And so I could see him playing well at this golf course. You know, you mentioned it. He's local to the area. Went to Pepperdine University, so you would think he has some knowledge of the golf course, even if it's just, you know, hearing inside information, maybe not so actually playing the course. But right. watch out for him. I think that's a good play there for a top 20. It's a pretty good number. Yeah, plus 260. I'm okay with that. I might actually go ahead and play that one, get a little froggy and, and play that one and see how it all <laughs> shakes out. So, Cam, before we wrap this up, man, I did want to ask, who do you think? I mean, who's your favorite to win this whole thing? I asked about a couple dark horses, but who is your favorite just to win the whole thing? 
Patrick Cantlay is going to be your U.S. Open champion. 11 of the last 14 U.S. Open winners were first-time major champions. I think that trend continues. He's above average in this field in driving distance, driving accuracy, iron game, around the green game. Very rare to have that balanced game right now. Leads the tour in the all-around ranking as well. Played well at the PGA Championship. I think it's his time. California kid, he knows this Bermuda grass that is very unique to this area in Los Angeles. So keep an eye on Patrick Cantlay to get it done. Lock it in with Cam Rogers. His latest edition came out yesterday, U.S. Open Preview and Picks. It's on the Believe Podcast Network. Cam, thanks so much. What are you working on uh, that we should be on the lookout for, maybe get a little bit more information on the U.S. Open? Yeah, plenty of more content to come tomorrow. I'll be, of course, live tweeting. I'll be making more appearances. I'll be on NBC Sports Washington giving some picks. And then on Stadium Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern time, we'll be breaking down the U.S. Open then as well. Hey, great stuff, Cam. It's always great to catch up with you and get a little bit of a golf fix as the U.S. Open gets underway tomorrow down in L.A. Thanks so much for your time, brother. I appreciate you. You're the best to you. Take care. All right, my man. There he goes. Cam Rogers from the Believe Podcast Network at Cam Rogers Live on Twitter. You can check him out, of course, his podcast. Lock it in with Cam Rogers. The last one he put out, U.S. Open Preview and Picks, was on the 13th. You can check that out again on the Believe Podcast Network. 413 is the time. We'll come back. Get back to your calls. Get back to your text. 702-365-9200-69187. Keyword R&R. So don't be broke.com. Text line. What do you think that the Raiders could take away from both the Aces and the Golden Knights winning championships? And if the Raiders were to win a championship, what would it mean to you? Holla at your boy. Let me know about it. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Coming up at 4.30, Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports will join the show as she was there in attendance at T-Mobile Arena. She was also there at uh, Toshiba Plaza, saw everything that went down with the Golden Knights. Obviously, she covers the Aces like a glove. Those are the champions here in Las Vegas. The Aces won it their last season, and the Golden Knights finished it up, wrapped it up last night. So she'll join us at 4.30. I do want to encourage you to join us on Friday. I'm very excited about the opportunity that we have to be live on location at the Sahara Las Vegas, but we'll be at the Azilo Ultra Pool. I was there today doing a little sight check, checking out the spot that we we're actually going to be broadcasting from. They have unnecessary roughness. They have your boy Q and big old, big old words and on a big old huge screen. And it's just, it's really amazing. Everything that they did is nice. It's already hot outside. So we encourage you to come on by. I'll be broadcasting live from 2 to 5 p.m. But that doesn't mean that that's when you got to get there. And that sure doesn't mean that that's when you got to leave. It is going to be one hell of an event. It's open daily, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. I got there at 1130 earlier today just to check out everything that was going on. And it already had a bunch of people there. It already had the music pumping. It already had the, the food and the drinks flowing and just all the massive screens that you could watch anything. The, uh, the, two, the, the big old LED video wall broadcasting multiple games. Free parking and valet. They got cabanas and day beds. If you want to get your reservation on, you could do that. They'll have live DJ sets on Friday through Sunday, so there'll be a DJ playing as well on Friday uh, at the Zelo. It's going to be so much fun. Definitely encourage you to come on out if you want to get more information on it. AzeloLasVegas.com. That's A-Z-I-L-O. 
Las Vegas, L-A-S-V-E-G-A-S.com. Again, it's going to be at the Sahara Las Vegas, 2 to 5 p.m. I'm very excited about that, so I'll definitely uh, encourage you to come on out. But in the meantime, in between time, we've been throwing it out there on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R, and also 702-365-9200. Just talking about the Raiders, talking about the Golden Knights winning the championship, the Aces winning the championship. What can the Raiders take away from those runs that those two organizations went on? And also, if the Raiders were to win the Super Bowl, what would it mean to you? Big Dub Raider wanted to shout out Ari. He said, I see you, Ari, with Nas, Hero, playback. Go Raiders. So there's uh, Big Dub Raider. And Big Dub Raider, that's a good one. You didn't see Ari in the last break. You didn't see that. You might have heard the good Nas and Hero, but you didn't see him at his finest in the last break. I'll just leave it at that, as Ari knows what I'm talking about. From a 925, interesting, Hobbs wants to stay inside. That crash, in, that Chris Ash interview with Hondo was a weird one. Uh, again, that's from the 925, and that was coming from the, the media availability with the assistant coaches from yesterday over at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and Chris Ash was asked about Trayvon Merrick and Nate Hobbs, and, and he really didn't want to talk too much at all about either one of those guys and kind of referenced, and I just listened to a little bit of what he had to say, uh, but kind of referenced the fact that uh, he's not going to talk about anyone's individual performance uh, at that time. So, yeah, it was a little strange. And, yeah, it, it is interesting that Nate Hobbs would want to stay on the inside, and this is coming from Vic Tafer when we talked to him in the last hour. He mentioned that, uh, Vic, or that Nate probably wants to stay in the slot I think that's just because that's where he's probably at his best, even though I think with his physicality and the, the way that he can play that bump bump and run, that he would probably be really good on the outside. But he's just, I mean, his rookie year, he was fantastic in the slot, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where he wants to be. How about this one from Mailman Raider? Q, sad stat. We both root for the A's, Warriors, and the Raiders. From the Raiders' Super Bowl run in 2003 to the Warriors' first chip in 2015, those three teams had a total of seven playoff appearances and in those game series we went three and eight the a's four appearances the appearances the dubs three appearances and the raiders zero basically what i'm saying is i'm 30 and i grew up only knowing losers we've been spoiled with the warriors now but they ain't the raiders and a raiders chip would mean the world that's from uh that's from mailman raider and yeah that's the thing about it man for the longest you know i mean i remember like i said the a's winning it all in 89 i was super pumped up i thought that those teams that they had that little run between like 88 and 90, 91, whatever, probably should have won more than one championship, but they did. They got that one in 89, and I was happy with that because Ricky Henderson was the man, and uh, he was the uh, the MVP, and he was he was awesome. And that was just a hell of a series, and obviously uh, we all know what it meant when they had the, uh, the the earthquake happen in the Bay as well, and that was the, the A's versus the Giants. But uh, I'll still never forget that damn A's versus Dodgers World Series. I'm still angry about that. My dad... My dad made that one happen. It's all his fault. To this day, I blame him for that. He said uh, when they decided to have Kirk Gibson come up to bat, they were to pinch hitting Kirk Gibson in game one. Eckersley is on the mound. And I said, I told my dad, I'm sitting there watching the game, and I said, oh, Kirk Gibson can't run. It's all good. And he said, he ain't got to run. All he's got to do is be able to put the bat on the ball and hit it out the park. And I said, yeah, what's the chance of that going to happen? Bow! Home run. And it was over. The series was over in game one <laughs> after that game it was a wrap and I blame my dad it is all his fault for that and then of course uh the Warriors they didn't do anything until like you said 2015 when they finally won that first championship you knew once they got Steph they actually had a little something something going you could tell that that was going to be a special player if he could stay healthy uh they had to get rid of Monte Ellis that was actually a player that I liked a lot and I know a lot of Warrior fans were mad when they moved on from Monte Ellis but it obviously was a good decision 
Uh, and then ultimately it was a good decision when they moved on from Mark Jackson, and I was personally really mad about that. I was a big Mark Jackson guy, but when they moved on from him and got Steve Kerr, that kind of put them over the top. Now it's the Raiders' opportunity, right? They've got to find a way to get it done, and the one thing you can't do is keep replacing staffs. You can't re- keep replacing coaches, and you can't keep replacing front offices if you think that you're going to try to win a championship because you've got to have some continuity. You've got to be able to build that thing up so hopefully – this staff is able to figure it out, get it going, and have the Raiders trending in the right direction. So thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Uh, let's see. I got another one that I wanted to get to. Da, 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 da. Where is it? Oh, man. Um, so, uh, Rob in Oakland said, warm congratulations to Las Vegas, the Knights, and their fans. The NHL isn't my bag, but I watched last night in support. And that's the thing. I think it, it, it's – it's one of it's almost like contagious, right? I mean, I, I I'm never gonna lie to anyone and act like the you know hockey is my favorite sport. It's not. I actually my first hockey game I ever went to was a Sharks game, and just being in the Shark Tank in San Jose, it was it was fun being there though. It was fun being there. You know, I I had never seen uh, a hockey game in, in person, and it was a lot of fun. So I enjoyed it. Uh, now I know that we're in Vegas and. We are not uh, Shark fans, and that's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Matter of fact, Ari, you had a little nugget that Chapman sent you earlier uh, that you wanted to bring to the table about uh, officials and the fact that – Not I, a major. That's yeah, it. yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Is. And that was in that went back to the Sharks uh, series, right? Yeah, uh, five, the five-minute major, it was uh, pretty much like a definitive penalty that pretty much ruined everything. And uh, we're not over it. So that's that was the, one of the things I was thinking of too. And uh, shout out to Magnum who uh, checked in and reminded me of that. So that was the that was the Golden Knights Tuck Rule game. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, good call. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's just what it is. So uh, good stuff. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, let's see, Jim from Yonkers hit us up. Just a thought: uh, Will running backs start to leave college earlier than they have so they can get to their second contract sooner? What kills me is that they are receivers out of the backfield too. Not picking up Jacob's fifth-year option backfired. The Patriot way had a lot to do with Tom Brady taking less money to have extra money for the try, uh, for the try of the or for the good of the team. Thank you. That's Jim from Yonkers. Yeah, they could, they could start leaving school a little bit earlier, right? I mean, you got to be three years removed from from high school, so I guess as soon as they're eligible to leave, they might decide to leave because they are running backs and the shelf life is a lot shorter. So that's that's a thought too. I don't know. I just think that the NFL needs to do something where these guys either get shorter contracts and get an opportunity to get to that second contract quicker or, or something, right? I mean, they, they got to have more guaranteed money. It, it's It's got to be something because right now, Ari, it feels like these guys are totally getting the short end of the stick. How about uh, one thing that just popped in my head, and I don't think it's enough to really offset or leverage, but there is on NIL money now, right? Now, if you're running back and you're already kind of up against this right. – you know, this thing where you're already, like, in limited time, I don't know. But, hey, I, I know that certain players, like, in other in other sports and in other circumstances, they're like, hmm, maybe I'll stay because I'm making more money now. Like, that was never a thing. That was never an option. No, so. it wasn't an option, but I don't – well, I mean – Well, we're comparing, like, maybe a million if you're really, really – I mean, think about this. Like, versus. Josh Jacobs at Alabama was a part of a running back by committee backfield. So, like, a guy like Derrick Henry would – probably get some good nil money but how much nil money would josh jacobs have gotten at that point yeah, right that's you know but not now a guy like Bijan robinson at ut he would have got some good nil money right or he did get some good nil money whatever the case is i mean there's you know but i think certain guys would i, I think that if if you're good enough to be a pro man you want to go get that pro money i, yeah, I know nil money's good but not that not pro money it ain't yeah. pro money especially nfl Inle- right unless you're in, in in college and you're a women's basketball player in college and then you're talking about right. going to the WNBA, the money in college might actually be better, 
right? Unfortunately, it might actually be better. So uh, that's a good thought, though. Uh, NIL, I guess, plays a little bit of a factor, but it ain't it ain't that pro money. It ain't all that guaranteed uh, money that they have like they do in the NFL. So uh, thanks for all that feedback. We do appreciate your 427 is the time. When we come back, Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports, she'll join the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 on Unnecessary Roughness. And Paloma Villacana joins us now on the phone lines from Fox 5 Sports. We definitely appreciate her time each and every time she joins us here on the show. And Paloma, I got to ask off top, have you got any rest yet from last night? I'm currently drinking like my fifth cup of coffee today, Um, but it's been so much fun. I mean, the past 24 hours has just been truly a pinch me moment, you know, for for us reporters, for the locals, for the professional athletes, for the collegiate athletes that live in the Valley. Um, You know, I I, I think last night was just the, the epitome of Vegas becoming the sports and entertainment capital of the world. Um, you know, growing up in San Diego, we came out to Vegas, you know, for boxing matches yeah. and, you know, for boxing and fighting. And that was about it. You know, you went to the pool, you went to the casino, you maybe caught a fight and then you went home. And now it's just like you have so many different games to go to in one single night. So it's amazing to see um, this city transform. It's amazing to see how much the community loves, you know, all the sports teams out here. Um, and just, just super, super thankful to, to be a part of, you know, history last night. 19,000 fans inside T-Mobile Arena, 10,000 or so outside at Toshiba Plaza. What was that just, what was that energy buzz like being around the building and outside? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's special, special. I mean, I, if you watched it on TV, if you were there, if you were at a sports bar, you know, it didn't even matter where where you were in the city of Vegas. You know, you just had that that special feeling that you were a part of uh, something that, you know, you'll remember for the rest of your lives. Um, and that was kind of the same feeling we had during the Aces Parade mm-hmm. uh, when you looked out on the Strip and the Strip was filled with thousands of fans and the Strip was closed off for the Aces Parade. So looking forward to, to doing that again with the Golden Knights. But, um, you know, for... for you know, older people, younger people, kids, um, it didn't even matter, you know, where you were or, or how old you are. You know, we all felt the same thing last night. It was it was incredibly special. No, it really was. Again, Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports, joins us here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Necessary Roughness. So for you, I mean, you've been up close and personal with the Aces. I mean, you were basically on their journey with them as they won the championship. You've been riding with the Golden Knights on their journey when they won the championship. I mean, what, is, what has this been for you from a professional standpoint, just being able to cover these programs? I think it's, it's you know, the helm. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's Becky Hammond and it's Bruce Cassidy, um, you know, building a, a championship culture. Um, and we can't forget about Lindy LaRock right. and the Lady Rebels, yep. you know, winning back-to-back Mountain West championships. And, you know, being around Lindy LaRock, being around Becky Hammond, being around Bruce Cassidy, um, you know, these are these are coaches that will be, you know, Hall of Fame coaches um, down the road. And, and they're, they're incredible people that demand success and demand hard work and demand uh, a championship mentality every single day in practice. Um, so to see Bruce Cassidy take the Golden Knights uh, to the Stanley Cup final and win a championship in his first season, um, and the same goes for Becky Hammond in her first season, 
And Lindy LaRock has been at UNLV for three years, and she's been to the tournament twice now. Right. Mm-hmm. In just her three years, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of sparking a, a fire under, you know, everyone here in Las Vegas that this is what we expect now. We expect championships. This is a title town, and uh, these fans expect championships now. How exciting is that? And you mentioned the fire. How much fire do you think is now under the Raiders, under UNLV, mm-hmm. to get where they need to go? Because, like you said, championships are being won here in Vegas. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, if, if football can win a championship, and, you know, it's football. You know, everyone right. loves football. Yep. Um, and, and the Raiders, you know, they have that beautiful – the Raiders and UNLV share yep. the same uh, home facility at Allegiant Stadium – um, you know, all, all my friends are saying, hey, Paloma, the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. <laughs> if the Raiders can get to the Super Bowl and win a championship in Las Vegas, how about that? So we heard from Josh McDaniels himself that, um, you know, he, he feels the energy. He feels mm-hmm. the energy, and, you know, they're watching the Golden Knights. They're watching the Aces. And, um, you know, it's <laughs> I said on air last night, I said, Raiders, you guys are on the clock. So. Right. Um, for the Raiders, for, for UNLV football, um, you know, for what Barry Odom is, is going to try and build, um, for what Kevin Kruger is building with the Run and Rebels, um, and what Josh McDaniels is, is trying to instill in, in his new program, um, you know, that's, that's the expectation now, and all eyes, all eyes are on, are on Las Vegas. So, um, but that's exciting for, for the UNLV football players yeah. to, to have the Golden Knights to look at, to, to look at the Aces. Um, and to, to now see two parades, two back-to-back parades here in Las Vegas, I'm, I know it makes me, makes me hungry to work harder. So I, you know, I, I have no doubt that the UNLV football players and the Raiders will be inspired to work hard this upcoming football season. Yeah, I think so. You know, we were talking about that earlier on the show, and I was saying the Raiders got the players, you know, like a Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. like a Max Crosby, mm-hmm. hell, like a Josh Jacobs. He's used to winning, right? I mean, he comes mm-hmm. from a winning program. So, <laughs> you know, all those guys seeing the Golden Knights hoist the Stanley Cup and seeing the Aces, uh, you know, have the parade down the strip, I mean, that's got to that's gotta inspire those guys and say, hey, we want to be a part of that as well. Yeah, and I think it comes down to chemistry. You know, I think it comes down to chemistry, uh, the buy-in, the lock-in, um, Asia Wilson telling me she wants to be one of the best players the W has ever seen. Um, it takes that mentality. You know, mm-hmm. it takes that mentality of Josh Jacobs putting up a career season and telling me he's not satisfied. There's more in his tank. There's so much more he can do, you know, after coming off a career season. So, um, for, for players to have that mentality, you know, that'll bring great results uh, on the field or, you know, on the basketball court. Yeah. So um, I'm excited to see what, what Barry Odom does this fall. I'm excited to see what Josh McDaniels does this fall. But it all comes down to having the same buy-in, having the same chemistry, being on the same page. Um, you know, the Lady Rebels always said it didn't matter how many games they won in a row. They started off 1-0. Um, you know, they attacked practice each day like they lost last night. So right. um, it's just having that, that, that dog mentality, like Kelsey Plum says, <laughs> having that dog mentality and always wanting more, always trying to achieve more. Yeah, there's no doubt. Again, Paloma Villacano is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Necessary Roughness, speaking of the hoop court, speaking to Kelsey Plum, they returned. Mm-hmm. They returned after a long time on the road. They had lost their last mm-hmm. game, but now they're back in the win column. How good was it for the Aces just to get back home, sleep in their own beds, and play in their own court? 
I keep putting this all over social media, but Sunday's game was insane. Um, it was kids' day. It was a 12 p.m. tip-off against the Chicago Sky. The Aces came out and dominated the Sky, like a 21-point win. Um, but I keep putting out on social media that it took me an hour to park <laughs> yeah. at Mandalay Bay because the exit off the freeway was bumper to bumper. Um, and I was late to the Aces game because, like, man, you know, like I'm just <laughs> trying to get, I'm just trying to get to work. Right. Um, so I told everyone, you know, plan ahead. I don't know, try and find another way into Mandalay Bay. But um, talking to Becky Hammond today, you know, she told me, you know, that's great. That's great for us. That's great for women's basketball. Um, you know, we love our fans and we want to see that. Um, but she most importantly said it's it's the product that they have on the basketball court mm-hmm. um, that they're almost having you know sell out games every game um, and they're putting up twenty point wins almost every game this season yeah. so um, you know if the aces were good last season they're even better this year so um, you know exciting exciting season for the aces looking forward to them hosting the storm um, I know they opened up the season with a forty one point win. Jeez over the storm. So if you want to come see a good basketball game, come to the Aces game tomorrow night against the storm. Yeah, they got the the storm tomorrow night, and then they got, what, the Lynx on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 6 p.m., I believe 6 p.m. tip-off. So, yeah. um, and, and the fact that, the, you know, the Aces games, they're they're cheap. They're affordable. You can bring your family. Yep. Um, they do so many different promos. They give so much, they give so much swag out. Um, so they're, they're all about the community and, and having the community come out. Right. There's no doubt. You know, the funny thing is, and I don't know if you noticed this or not, but in that Chicago sky game, I mean, Candace Parker came out like a young Candace Parker. How much of that was, Hey, I'm playing against my old team. I got to show them a little something, something. Yeah. Candace Parker. She says, she told us she's still working on her game this season. Still trying to just kind of get in her groove. I know they were on the road for almost two weeks. Um, but for for even just to come out and watch Candace Parker, you know, take the court with the Aces is is pretty awesome to see. Um, year sixteen for Candace Parker, um, one of the vets, you know, one one of yep. the best in the game. Um, but you know, for her to to have a little bit of a rhythm going, but um, I don't know if it's 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 her offense, but it's kind of what she's doing on both ends of the court. I know mm-hmm. she's just she's just clutch. She's there with the assists. Um, she's there right underneath the basket. Um, she's dishing out some some great assists um, on the outside to Alicia Clark, who's been having a great season with the Aces, too. So um, when you have Becky Hammond as your head coach, you know, you're, you're destined for, for greatness on the basketball court. So excited to see more of, of Candace Parker this season. Yeah, she's really been dominant when it comes to getting rebounds and, and even steals. In that game against the Sky, I want to say she had like five mm-hmm. steals. She just... It was, it, like I said, it looked like a old vintage kind of throwback-the-clock type Candace Parker yeah. performance. It was it was pretty awesome. And uh, the Aces are averaging about 90-something points a game. I mean, they're – Yeah, they're, literally. <laughs> they are a fun time out. They're great to yeah. watch, and we definitely enjoy them. Well, Paloma, that's fantastic stuff as always. What are you working on? Who you got in studio? I know you got something cooking with all these championships <laughs> that you're around. Always, always, always having everyone in studio. Um, you know me, I'm all about just showcasing the, the local people here in our city, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether that's high school, college, or pros. You know, I'm always trying to, to get the local, the nuggets and everything. But, yeah, I mean, we're looking forward to the Golden Knights parade. I'm still waiting on, you know, more details for that to come out, but definitely looking forward to having another parade 
Uh, and then, you know, Q, as soon as you know it, it'll be football season. So I'm right. um, super excited to catch up with Barry Odom and his Rebels and um, get back out on the field with Josh McDaniels and his Raiders. Uh, because now that now that Vegas is a title town, right. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a new feeling this football season. There's no doubt about it, and we just got the details. The Vegas Golden Dice just emailed the details for the parade mm-hmm. on Saturday, so it's I'm sure it's in your email right now. But it basically, uh, it begins at Flamingo Road at 7 p.m. It'll extend to Tropicana Boulevard. Uh, obviously, the strip will be closed during the parade. It'll end up at T-Mobile Arena around 9 o'clock. But uh, those are just some of the cliff notes to the to the details, Paloma. But you'll get them on your email. They're there now. So uh, there you go. We'll all be uh, all hands on deck on Saturday. Let's put it like that. I know that you'll be busy. We'll be busy out there as well. But we definitely appreciate you this afternoon. Yeah, can't wait to see you, Q. I'll yep. see you later. Absolutely. See you. Thanks so much. Paloma Villacana right there. Fox 5 Sports does a fantastic job. And, yeah, we just literally got the email from the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, let's see. Plans for the team's Stanley Cup Championship Parade on Las Vegas Boulevard and rally at Toshiba Plaza on Saturday. Fans are invited to celebrate with the Knights, players, coaches, executives, and owners along the parade route. Uh, begins at Flamingo Road at 7 p.m. The parade route extends to Tropicana Boulevard. Both sides of Las Vegas Boulevard will be closed during the parade so make sure you pay attention to that the parade will end up with a rally on Toshiba Plaza and the park district in front of T-Mobile Arena beginning at approximately 9 p.m. the championship parade and rally is supported by T-Mobile and Sears Sports I think I'm saying that right is it Sears or is it Sire but it's 50 cents they just came to agreement with 50 cent on his uh, spirits so it's S-I-R-E is that Sire or is that Sears what are we talking about I'm gonna go with Sire. All right, well, that's unconfirmed, but let's just say let's just say Fifty Cent Spirits. How about that? There you go. And uh, yet, and others yet to be named sponsors. So there you go. Uh, that's why Fifty Cent was so heavily invested. It's funny when I was on uh, ESPN last night. Me and Freddie Coleman were talking about. Oh, 50 Cent is a is a Golden Knights fan? I was like, look, man, all it takes is a second to come to Vegas and you'll be a fan of whatever's going on just so you can be a part of it. But now we know 50 Cent and his spirits have teamed up with the Golden Knights, so it makes all the sense in the world. Speaking of Freddie Coleman, me and him did our last words. That's how Freddie and Fitzsimmons ends the show each and every night on ESPN National Radio. I was in last night for Ian Fitzsimmons. We had our last words, had a lot to do with the Las Vegas Golden Knights, so you're going to hear that next as we close out the show. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 702-365-9200. Looking for call number nine. Two tickets to Power Trip. It's live October 6th, 7th, and 8th. All three nights you're going to get pairs of tickets to all three nights to Power Trip live at the Polo Grounds in Indio, Cali. Tickets on sale. You can buy them right now at powertrip.live. It's a lot of money. They're expensive. We're trying to hook you up. It's our little uh, Father's Day hookup that we have going on here at Raider Nation Radio 920. Friday night, Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden. Saturday night, ACDC, Ozzy Osbourne. Sunday night, Metallica and Tool. All part of this festival, this music fest, Power Trip Live, October 6th through 8th at the Empire Empire Polo Grounds in Indio, Cali. All you got to do is hit us up and be calling number 9 at 702-365-9200. While Ari is getting caller number 9, I want you to hear from myself and Freddie Coleman's last words. We were going to go, or at least I was going to go, all Vegas Golden Knights because when you do the last word, it could be on anything. I've gone on rants about uh, dog poop in my front yard. I've gone on rants about all kinds. I, I do. You laugh, but I've done, I've done a rant about just about anything. But I was going to go all the way in about the Golden Knights except for the fact 
that we talked about the Golden Knights in pretty great detail before it was time for the last words. So I didn't want to do that. So I switched it up a little bit. But I love what Freddie had to say about Las Vegas just as a sports city. And uh, so here's the last words from last night, Freddie Coleman and myself on ESPN Radio. Freddie and Fitzsimmons. The last word. All right, Brother Q Myers, on this late Tuesday, early Wednesday, what is your last word? Well, because I'm in a good mood, the A's ownership is going <laughs> to uh, not get the smoke tonight. I'm not going to hit them with the heat tonight because I'm in a good mood since the Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup, yeah. as you mentioned. And it's just a big day for Las Vegas. It's back-to-back years where they win a championship with the Aces winning it last year and now the Golden Knights winning it this year. And, you know, it's really cool. We saw last night the Denver Nuggets winning the championship for the first time in their franchise franchise history i'm enjoying seeing what i'm seeing across sports where it's not all the usual suspects all the time i'm enjoying seeing these other organizations have an opportunity to get a piece of the pie i mean look at the finals it was florida and the vegas golden knights it was the miami heat and the denver nuggets right even if you want to take a step further back look at the final four in uh, in the stanley cup finals right in the playoffs right i mean look at the final four it wasn't the usual suspects so i'm enjoying seeing all these stars shining on other teams. I mean, even looking at the Super Bowl, I know Kansas City won the Super Bowl, but Philadelphia was there. And Jalen Hurts just a couple years ago was being questioned if he's even going to be the franchise quarterback. And then all of a sudden, he's in the conversation as one of the best QBs in the in the league and gets a contract extension. So it's just seeing all these different teams, yeah. you know, being able to compete for the championship for the ultimate prize is really fun. And these last two nights, seeing the Nuggets get it done, a team that a lot of people didn't expect, and now seeing the Golden Knights get it done, a team that, well, you can't put hockey in the desert. That doesn't make any sense. It'll never work. Yeah, it worked, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> buddy, it worked. So, uh, yeah, it's been fun the last few nights. So hats off to the Denver Nuggets and hats off to the Vegas Golden Knights. My last word, I'm going to stay in that great city of Las Vegas. That a boy. And I'm going to give you a little recent history lesson when it comes to geography in Las Vegas. Because of the longest time, Outside of that city, they always called it the city of sin, and you mm-hmm. couldn't bring families there, and there yep. was too much going on. It was never going to be a viable enough city to support anything. In the last seven years, that city has added the Golden Knights in hockey, the Raiders in football, the Aces in the WNBA, the Desert Dogs in lacrosse, and maybe the Oakland Athletics in another couple of years. Also, Las Vegas has hosted an NFL draft a Pro Bowl, an NHL All-Star game, a Super Bowl, a Pac-12 championship game, a Final Four, and an F1 Grand Prix. And to put more cherry on the top of that Las Vegas Sunday, that city now has a WNBA champion in the Las Vegas Aces. They now have a Stanley Cup champion in the Las Vegas Golden Knights. If the Las Vegas Rays can ever get their act together, I can't even imagine what that city's going to look like if that happens because they love themselves some football in Las Vegas. And you know it's only going to be a matter of time before they get an NBA team. If Adam Silver has his way, and believe me, Adam Silver's the kind of guy that is going to get his way. Oh, they're going to be a team in two places. One's called Seattle and the other's called Las Vegas. Nobody looks at that city as the city of sin anymore or that that's not a place to raise a family. That's not a place to take a job and think that's going to work. And, yeah, it's a big city. It's going to have its problems just like everybody else, whether it's Chicago, New York, Miami, Los Angeles, et cetera. Big cities are going to have, like the old old song, more money, more problems. Big city, more problems. That's how it's going to have. But the last time I checked, that hasn't deterred a lot of people wanting to be interested 
in Las Vegas. Many people wondered if this city was going to recover from the black eye that happened when they had so many fights after an all-star game that happened in Las Vegas. Yeah. And they said a pro sports franchise is never going to be there. And now they got more than a couple. And more than a couple will be on the way. All of a sudden, they're not the city of sin. Las Vegas, they're the city of boom. And that's not going to slow down anytime soon. Freddie Coleman right there. Fantastic stuff. I thought that was a great way to finish off Freddie and Fitzsimmons last night on ESPN Radio, so I wanted to share that. And I like how Ari pointed out he should have said Win City, City of Win. I like that, Ari. You're, you're, you're all right. You're I thought right. that's where he was going with it, and then uh, he threw me for a loop. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> Freddie's going to throw you for a loop. But nah, uh, I just awesome. thought that that was a great way to kind of summarize it. So I just wanted to share that from last night on ESPN Radio. I also want to shout out to my man David, who's the winner for the tickets for, uh, for the Music Fest, so he can go see all three days. It's going to be fantastic, man. He's going to get hooked up, or he got hooked up. He's going to enjoy that October 6th through 8th. So we got more of those tickets on the way throughout the course of the week as we're doing a little bit of a a Father's Day hookup. Before we go, I did want to get one quick text in, and then we'll call it a day. And this one is from Rob in Oakland. I think the Aces and Knights prove that Vegas distractions can be overcome with discipline and drive. He said, I'm a very bitter Raiders fan. I remember the local FM sports talk station personalities and what they said about the Raiders and us fans as the Raiders planned and executed the move. I take joy in that one has been recently dumped from their roster. I hate most NFL teams and don't respect most fan bases. If we win a Super Bowl, I've got a couple fingers for all those that have antagonized us and look forward to throwing them up. Honestly, I hope that I can let all the anger and bitterness go for a while. It's a heavy burden. It's Robin Oakland. P.S. Sports don't build character. They reveal it. Great stuff right there from Rob in Oakland. Great way to kind of put a bow on today's show. Definitely appreciate that. It's always great to hear from my guy, Rob. So uh, thanks so much for all the feedback throughout the course of the show. Thanks so much for all the guests that we had. And, of course, we'll do it again tomorrow, 2 o'clock, 2 to 5 p.m., right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Ari, great job as always, my man. I definitely appreciate you. Make sure you come with the heat again tomorrow. We'll do it again. Raider Nation, have a great evening. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.